Marcus Sahaba Online Radio, broadcasting to South Africa and all over the world. We're now joined by Sunwa Bila Unati Hinama, lecturer on tourism at Trani University of Technology. Uh, Sunwa Bila, good morning. How are you? Good morning, sir, and good morning to all of the listeners. Um, 29% unemployment rate. Many people say, in actual fact, the real unemployment is disguised by the figures. Yes, uh, the expanded definition of unemployment includes those people who have given up on the opportunity of work. So we define them as discouraged work seekers. Mm. That is actually about 38%. Sure, 38%. 38% of people without regular income. Without regular income, which makes them the primary beneficiaries of our grant system, which Mm. supports 17 million thousand South Africans compared to 5 million individual taxpayers. So you can imagine those dynamics, eh, for a country. Mm. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, uh, it's very difficult. Uh, we are told, like, uh, quite a few years ago, South Africa's uh, economy needed to grow at uh, around about 6% if it was going to uh, add more jobs than it was uh, adding school leavers uh, to, uh, to the economy. But again, remember, the structural challenge in South Africa is that even the, 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 the greatest growth of jobs is mm. in the tertiary sector of the economy. And the vast majority of South Africans don't have skills to get employment within the tertiary sector of the economy. Mm. So it's what we've defined as the skills mismatch in South Africa, which is very, very painful. Yes. Because our schooling system does not produce the necessary outcomes to create an enabling environment for school leavers and university graduates to get direct employment. So how are we going to overcome this problem? We've got a skills gap. We've got a job creation gap. How we are, and, and not only that, the, I mean, the really worrying thing about the unemployed is that uh, so many of them are young people. You know, that kind of like adds towards um, a tendency to political instability. If uh, so many young people are hopeful for their futures are watching uh, their, their, their dreams being extinguished on a daily basis by a failure for the, economy, for the economy to accommodate them. Well, unfortunately, I think South Africa very soon, one of these days, will get its own Arab Spring. Because remember, the, the unemployed become easy political fodder. And we've seen in many municipalities how service delivery strikes. Mm. It's a form of employment, actually. You know, uh, people with money will just come and say, guys, I'll give you so much money, just protest and close the road. Mm. So it's actually very, very worrying. And, and remember, we've got this demographic dividend where there's a high number of young people that are entering our population and mm. they're not getting any opportunities. Uh, so it's very, very bad. The dire. I think I think as South Africa, we're not paying attention. We are too busy with the rhetoric. We're not paying attention to this serious, serious challenge. Yes, yeah, it really is a very big and serious challenge. And I mean, um, uh, the answers of 20 years ago are simply not enough uh, for the requirements of today. Oh, yes. we. I don't think we're very radical. I don't think we're very serious about making changes to our country, you know. Mm. I think we're, we've, with the stagnation we experience, we're supposed to be much more radical in changing our country into the right path of growth. Mm. But unfortunately, we're not doing that. It's very, very sad, eh? Okay, we're not going to get into factional discussions about, <laughs> <laughs> about radical economic transformation. But they, I, I believe you have something to say about uh, tourism in terms of it perhaps maybe has got a, a, an almost magical ability to help us in this regard. You know, tourism, the, the beauty about tourism is because 
a tourism service is primarily produced by a human being. Mm. So we define it as a labor-intensive sector. Now, when there are more tourists coming to South Africa, more labor-intensive jobs, which require low skills, will be created. Mm. So now, we in the tourism sector have always been advocating that we, we need to promote more tourism to this country. But must, the state must obviously create the enabling environment to allow private businesses mm. to be able to grow the share of tourists that come to this country. Mm. When cr- tourism grows, employment grows. And I mean, you've seen even in places like Soweto how the growth of tourism has created so many uh, employment opportunities and created a, a tourism value chain. Mm. So this sector is an easy sector to enter, but obviously it requires a strong state that creates an enabling environment. And unfortunately, in South Africa, the enabling environment has been decreasing. It's not been growing, our enabling environment for tourism. Mm. So that has reduced tourism competitiveness for South Africa, meaning less tourists. Mm. And the numbers speak for themselves. I mean, in the year 2015, we had year-on-year growth of 13%. Then the visa regulations came in, and that growth went to 7%. Yes, that was and regarding uh, regulations of parents the of their children. And yes, so, yes, visa regulations. Yeah. And South Africa will not even achieve more than 4% growth in tourism numbers mm. this year. And that's because safety has become a very major issue, you know. If you go anywhere in the world, and people always speak about how beautiful our country is, but they speak about safety and security in the same mm. sentence as speaking about our beauty of our country. Yeah. And, and remember, the issue of safety, as we always say in tourism, if the cities and towns are great enough for the citizens to stay there, then the tourists naturally come. Mm. Crime is a daily reality for us as South Africans. And obviously it also impacts on the tourists. So up until we fix the crime situation for locals, then it is impossible for us to fix the crime situation for the tourists. Do you think we're getting the uh, right kind of message out uh, to to, uh, other countries? Are we perhaps misunderstanding ourselves as who we are in South Africa? Maybe we're just trying to sell a too perfect picture of South Africa rather than, you know, putting an honest kind of picture out there and um, matching people's expectations with the reality. Well, I think our messaging is always appropriate because we go out overseas and tell people uh, that South Africa has got a good story to tell. And also, the other part, I mean, anywhere in the world, there are places where you be told, don't go there, it might mm. not be as safe. Mm. Uh, but remember now, there is more talk, there is more uh, a reflection on the crime situation and the violent nature of crime in South Africa going overseas. And then, that obviously then makes tourists to say, hey, South Africa is an unsafe country. And remember, yeah. the tourism industry is highly competitive. Mm. And we must also understand that we have a geographic disadvantage. We're at the southern tip of Africa. So a tourist can always choose Kenya, mm. which is might be mm. five, five, five hours to fly there. A tourist can always choose Tanzania. They don't have to come here. So we must clearly understand we are not this, you know, uh, this great country when it comes to tourism because other countries beat us hands down just about how many hours you have to fly to come to the destination. Yes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, I, I seem to recall reading somewhere that uh, if uh, if the flight costs uh, exceed the amount of money that you want to spend in the country, then it's not really worth going there. That must kind of like constrain the amount of numbers coming to South Africa. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I mean, and also then there's also this fear that I'm not safe in that country, you know? Yes. Um, you know? Uh, but uh, also another issue, uh, a criticism of tourism is that, uh, especially, I mean, I've, I've read about uh, small tour operators in Soweto, uh, bed and breakfast uh, operators, and sometimes people have spent a, 
Well, very often, in fact, in most cases, people have spent uh, some precious money uh, building up their um, their house into a B&B. And uh, then uh, they they see uh, the big uh, the big tour operators are are, um, are basically monopolizing uh, the flow of tourists into Soweto. Uh, you find big hotel groups; they've got their own coaches um, bringing tourists into Soweto. Uh, they go to one or two selected places and then move out again. And very often, the places they go and uh, and uh, had like say they have their lunch. We're going to lunch in Soweto. They have uh, a, a place that is connected to the hotel. So even in that way, the hotel is taking money out of the township. Um, and how, is, uh, how are we going to try and ensure that uh, there's kind of like broad-based uh, benefits coming out of tourism? You know, there's, there's a new market which is growing, which, which we call millennial travelers. Mm. And, and millennial travelers are all about unique experiences. Yeah. And uh, if places like Soweto can, can coexist, allow, allow the big two operators to come and monopolize, but start to cultivate these mm. millennials, because millennials want unique experiences. Yeah. So they would be much more adventurous and want to go, come and stay in Soweto and experience that, you know. But you have to create an authentic experience. They are all about authentic experiences. Mm. And I think that's the message that smaller tourism attractions must start to do. I mean, that's the same argument I've always told the people in the book up in the Cape that don't focus on the big tour operators. Focus on Muslim tourists who want to be immersed in the Muslim culture of the Boer Cup and in yeah. the history of the Boer Cup. Mm. So you don't have to, so they can, both markets can coexist. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's an, that's an interesting point. I mean, um, uh, there, there, there definitely is a market for um, like Muslim tourism. You know, Muslims are also worried about getting halal food and so on. Mm-hmm. Uh, being uh, close to uh, prayer facilities and prayer so on, facilities you know, all, 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 all of these things. But it's not like it's uh, you know m- m- the Muslim tourism sector. But uh, you, you you'll also get all kinds of other kind of like different tourism sectors. There's a strong kind of like German connection to South Africa and and to Namibia. Um, you know, the British always want to come and go and visit the British, uh, the Boer War sites, <laughs> and yeah. so on in KwaZulu Natal. Other people want to come and see the nature. Other people want to come and uh, and see like uh, the political reality of South Africa. Huh? You, you 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 also get these uh, kind of like adventure tourists who, who who want to see the reality rather than to be uh, pampered and you know go to the spa and have a massage and all of that kind of stuff. Some people want to come to South Africa. They want to see the hard reality. The hard reality. And I mean, if you look at Australia, Australia has based itself as an adventure tourism destination. Mm. And it's attracting a lot of young people that come who want, who want to go to the small towns of the beaten track. They don't want to follow what, uh, what, what the big operators are doing. So that's a market that we're not, I don't think we're harnessing enough in South Africa. I don't think we're making enough noise about it. Yeah. Yeah, um, a, a friend of mine, she was working for a tourism organization. She said, you know, when you're selling South Africa, you have to realize you're not selling um, a picture postcard uh, circumstance. When you want to sell South Africa, you have to, there has to be an honesty in advertising. And the best way to do it isn't to sell South Africa as an awesome place, uh, but to sell South Africa as a flawsome place. Yes, we've, we've, we've got mistakes We've got potholes in roads. We've got traffic lights that don't work. But when you look at the overall picture in terms of how South Africa comes together, we're one of the best countries in the world. Oh, yes, we are. I mean, the, 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 the beauty of this country is unmatched by anyone. I mean, 
you, you, you go to Cape Town, Durban, Johannesburg, those are different cultures. Mm. You know, I mean, the other countries where it's only one religion and, and the culture is the same. I mean, South Africa is cosmopolitan. Yeah. And I don't think we are selling that enough about, mm. about our cosmopolitan nature, which, I mean, people enjoy because remember, tourists, as, as they mature, they become much more interested in their culture and heritage mm. and also even the struggle of apartheid you know not this one where which is all about mandela but i mean the untold stories you know the untold stories about Brantford, the untold stories yes. about the Nigeria yeah. and its contribution to the mm. struggle for liberation mm. i don't think we are, we are curating and harnessing that because there is always a story in each and every town about how apartheid impacted on the citizens and i don't think that story has been told and that's what makes each and every town city and even a street unique about our uh, struggle for independence. Absolutely. I mean, if, if, if you look at Lanasia, we've still got uh, extremes here. You know, we've got uh, parts of Lanasia, there's absolute poverty, intergenerational uh, unemployment and so on. Uh, and, uh, and in other parts of Lanasia, you can see the people have built beautiful mansions. And, mm-hmm. uh, and, and, and all of that kind of like tells a tale. It tells a tale of struggle. But I oh, yes. I don't recall ever reading anywhere or or seeing any kind of like a, a general public awareness of of exactly what the history is that has gone into like say building the place where we live. Mm, I mean, even how uh, Lenaza was segregated from other areas, mm. you know, yeah. forced removal. So Firetown, nineteen fifty-eight. So yes. I mean, yeah. you come to Pretoria, you look at Azadville, and all of these people are coming from Marabastad for the creation of even other uh, colored townships. So that story is not being told. And we've got uh, we've got Cliptown uh, just on the other side of the highway. That's a Freedom Charter and all of that kind of stuff. So there's a lot of stuff that could be done, but uh, you know, I, 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 I don't see any tourism cultures going through Lanasia, and I think maybe if there's anyone to blame, it's only people living in Lanasia who are to blame for oh, that yes. missing out on oh, an yes. opportunity. And I mean, I mean, there is a platform such as Airbnb where you can even curate like for like ten people for a walking tour of Lanasia or mm. a cooking tour of Lanasia. Oh, know? cooking I mean, tour yeah. of Lanasia. Now there, yes. there, yes. you know. You know yeah. I mean, there's there's one there's one establishment on the Airbnb platform. It's called Boxing with Goggles. There are these goggles that play, you know, boxing, you know. Yeah. And I mean, <laughs> you can curate a tour around that. I mean, in Limpopo, you know, there are these goggles who play soccer. Yes. You can even curate a tour saying playing uh, soccer with more goggles. Yeah. So, so the tourism industry is, is creating with all of these technology platforms so many new avenues to enter the sector at a low price, at a low cost. Uh, to you. You don't have to be a big, big tour operator, but you can just try to attract a niche market. Yes. If we all just I mean, focus on that spark within and we try and make yeah. it glow, that's what we really need to do. It doesn't matter how dark it is outside. As long as the oh, spark yeah. inside your heart is blowing, glowing brightly, things are going to be okay. I mean, in, imagine a postcard. Enjoy Ramadan or Diwali in Lenazia. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot that every one of us in South Africa has to offer. You know, we just need passionate people. Right, Sonwa Bile, Hamana, Henama. Thank you for joining us for those kind words, and may you have a wonderful day. You too, sir. Thank you. Thank you.